We are back. Booking confirmed. Christian and Dennis are here. Christian, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's good to be back. It is. It's it, good to record a pod. We've it, been trying for a little while. We have. I mean, we're out of our uh, for for a little while there. We were about a week. Every week we got in at one one, but uh, it's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, very busy. Um, so I think this episode we were talking through it, and, and the overall episode uh, we want to talk a little about kind of. You know, once once you get into the short-term rental operation game, uh, and you have your property you turn one door into two, maybe you, you get your second or third property, or even your second or third door. Um, kind of the the challenges that come into the overall management of your investment, and then what does scaling look like, and kind of scale hacking and optimization of your operations, and that can vary depending on where you're at in the country and a whole bunch of stuff. But um, we kind of want to go into the tools you've learned about and implemented. I'm sure you did a lot of research along the way because you scaled pretty hard, pretty fast in the course of that 16-month run you had. Uh, but before we do that, you and I both have some updates uh, as far as our personal portfolios. Um, you want me to go first on my yeah. updates? Tell us what's going on, Dennis. So last time I think I had an, an update for the pod uh, we were sitting in the new investment property, and um, the ADU just came online. And so the ADU at the primary residence, uh, we, f- we had finished for about a couple of weeks or so. I listed it on Airbnb, and we have a, a, local, a localized uh, website that, that does traveling nurses and medical professionals. Um, and within four days of being on Airbnb, we got our first booking for 45 days. Ooh. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. So not having, uh, never having an ADU on premises, I've definitely rented out long term to college students to, uh, yeah. uh, in the past in a converted garage. But as far as a fully furnished, done from the basically back to the studs, rebuilt out a space, uh, an ADU. Um, getting your first booking for a couple grand and never done it, doing it before. Um, overall, it's been really positive, really chill. Uh, you know. Yeah, tell us about the guest. Yeah, the guest is a, a younger gal, probably in her thirties. Um, you know, she, in her in her uh, request was, you know, I have a I have a, a two and a half year old that's not with me all all the time, but could be visiting. Just want to let you know. I said not a problem. You know, we have a dog. That's our infant. You should be aware of that. So, it kind of started off. The, what what, is, what was she here in town for? Was uh, it work? She, yeah, she's a she's a medical social worker. Yeah, oh, so so she works from home technically, but she does house calls as her profession. And so that's local. local. Yeah, yeah, local in our region. Yeah, gotcha. and so come to find out, she's actually a short term rental operator herself. Okay. And uh, and it was it was better financially for her to continue renting out the part of her property that wasn't under construction than living in it. And so obviously I, my deal was better for her. Um, so her property setup was part of it's under construction, the main house, but she, I think she might also have an ADU. She has kept renting that out and outsourced herself to a, a cheaper option. You know, she probably creates a margin there renting from me versus staying in her own home. Yeah. So, that, so that was interesting. I don't, know, I don't know if that, if her property is local or not, but you know, you know, every, every traveler travels for different purposes. Their needs are different. You know, when I travel for business, I literally just need somewhere to crash because I'm coming in at 11 midnight and catching a plane the next day. And so every 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 purpose is different, but overall, very cordial, high communication. Um, you know, there's a couple. There's also a couple. Ch- I wouldn't call them challenges, but just insights because when you build from the ground up, you're buying a whole bunch of new crap, a, a new stove, a new dishwasher, 
a new a new uh, well, washer dryer. So tell us what, what's 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 well, gone wrong. Well, it's not it's not or gone been... it's not gone wrong. It's just when people ask you how does it work and you've never used it before. Oh, okay. You so just don't know. You just don't know, <laughs> well, right? Actually, this, is, this is new for me. Yeah, too. this is new for me. Like, well, let me come down. Let me let me let me figure it out with you. And she's like, you know, I don't want to. I know I'm not dumb, but I I really can't get the dishwasher to turn on. I'm like, oh, let me come down. So there's nothing wrong with dishwasher. It was just one of the fuses, you know, it had that a cl- double click thing. You have to click it back. And anyway, it figured it, we figured it out, but I'm, no, I'm, I, I am not an electrician. I'm, so I do I, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning with my, with my guests about sure. my own property. Right. So I don't think this is. The thing I learned the more I go. Yeah. The, the less I actually know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. About construction, and the less I want to know. The less you want to know. The more I'm That's like, right. dude, I'm just going to get somebody else. To That's right. This. Yeah. It's well, like, and that goes into knowing your strengths. And I think, totally. and I think also going back to kind of in, enforcing your buy box or reassessing your buy box too about what what do properties need that might make them undervalued, but also too like fundamentally if you're a a concrete guy or if you are an electrician and you go into a property that needs all new electrical, you're going to have a higher degree of confidence or faith that I can go in and fix this for, at a premium. Whereas you and I, like I'll speak for myself, I can rip shit apart. And then I can organize and do a work plan. But other than that, like, I don't want to paint. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do anymore, right? Yeah, but what you can do is be resourceful. Yes. You can be resourceful in your hiring. Yeah. You know, resourceful on building relationships, finding good subs, screening. Yep. You know, making sure you're getting people in there. You know, things like you've learned on this one where oh, it's yeah. like, maybe don't. Maybe don't like hire GC, just get individual subs. So that way, if they're not actually following through, you can just move on. That's right. Yeah. And so we've, we've learned a ton and, but as our first renter, super chill. Um, and, but also too, the fact that we're upstairs, like we're over, uh, like our kitchen is, is somewhat overlapping to the bedroom. Yeah. How has that played out? It's more so just a self-consciousness in your own space, which a lot of people think is a big detractor of having an ADU or or having a building out of garage or, or having a shared wall. Um, but for us is, is actually, I don't know, just reminding my kids and reminding myself like gentle feet, like be considerate, have, <laughs> have, ha- having an awareness that, Oh, there's someone living down there, right? That's your it's, guys' it, new motto in yeah, the house. Gen- gentle, gen- feet. gentle feet, man. <laughs> gentle feet. Yeah. Gentle feet. Well, I mean, I, I, I grew up and I'm, I'm very heavy footed. So I think it was, it was more so just, uh, it, just, a, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think a, a a half a percent adjustment in a lifestyle. I think it's worth thousands of dollars a month, right? So the other thing too is like consideration and self awareness, and you get paid to become more considerate and awareness is the positive side of what other people can think of as really inconvenienced in their own space. That's a negative way of looking at the same thing. But a lot of being a short term rental operator, and I think a lot of life in general, but specifically in short term rental operation. I mean, how much how much of what you say is about your your own perspective in all of it? Yeah, perspective is huge. I mean, you can, you know, Holly and I were just talking about this the other day, and I think I was talking about this year, and just about perspective of guests. Yeah. Like, and you can look at guests as, hey, guests are the worst part of this business. Yeah. You know, there's something I have to deal with. Yep. There's something that's an annoyance, yeah. and you know when they reach out to me and call me, it's like, oh, gosh, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at guests as an opportunity to share your community. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody yep. that you're trying to actually bless. 
with a really amazing experience to make it special, to be a kind, you know, voice yeah. when you interact with them, mm-hmm. you know, to be patient, yep. you know, and to like say, Hey, I want, I want this person to love this area. How can I show it off? Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can go above and beyond. And yeah, so yeah. very different perspectives Yeah. in, you know, based off that perspective, you're going to have a very different approach. Mm-hmm. You're going to engage very differently. Yeah based off which one you're coming at it with. And then they're going to have a very different experience based off the way you're approaching it. Well, and that goes in kind of to your vibe. I mean, like any interaction, you can bring a contentious, stressed out vibe, or you can just be like, hey, everything's cool. Let's talk through it. You, everyone has a perspective. And I think it's important. It was interesting to see the way my kids responded to getting a booking. And like they came from school like, is she here? Can we meet her? Can we say hi? And we're like, no, you can't say hi. You can't say hi. No, like she's not a toy. Like she, she's living her life. And so it's interesting that they, they're they're super stoked just to have. And part of that's a deal I made with them is you know when people finish up, I'm I, I'm gonna give them an opportunity to, to clean it for money. And so they have some financial incentive to people renting it because they have an opportunity right. to make some cash. And so did she move out yet? Did she move out yet? Is she done? No, she's not. She's not. Done well, yet. you could offer. Uh, you know, housekeeping services too. Mm-hmm. You know, a little cleanup. You know, new sheets. I could. You yeah, know, that, that's not that's not a bad idea. If your if your girls want to make a little in between money, think, I'll think about that. I did take the opportunity when she you know she messaged us about uh, not knowing how the dishwasher worked. Uh, you know, my my oldest daughter had just made some muffins that sm- that morning, so brought some muffins down to her. Nice. Um, checked it out, figured it out, and so like making the most of every opportunity interaction. Yeah. Um, I think is important because you know you are talking about a, a business, and every business has a brand. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like you have a brand, that's probably your brand, Maybe and that's brand a problem. Muffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, some brand. My brand is my brand muffins. That's that's cheesy, and I love what, what it. What kind of muffins? Uh, they were uh, they were gluten free walnut and banana. Ooh, is and, that your thing? Um, walnut. Are um, you into nut muffins? I'm not. I, I'm. I, I've traditionally been an oatmeal raisin guy. If I was going to eat like something oh. that's not super super healthy for me, but. They were, Luna, uh, she's really good at making banana bread. And so she made, well, banana, banana, she made muffins. banana muffins and then she had two, with a couple, you know, sporadic chocolate chips, just a couple, Ooh. a couple things. It's a surprise when you get one. It's actually nice when you just get that yeah, like, yeah, little crunch. Yeah, yeah. That one little yeah. crunch, you're like, oh, so hello. She did, so she did a batch of, of, of walnuts, banana, and chocolate chips and a batch of blueberry uh, banana and, and chocolate chip. You know, she, she's great. She, she's really good at it. It's one of her, one of her gifts. So overall, the, the status update on the renter is positive thus far. Was very um, open up front. Hey, you're our first renter. Would love your feedback. At the end of this, please, you know, take as detailed notes as you can and send them to me, not Airbnb. <laughs> um, you know, I, we're, we're learning along with you. Um, but uh, she gets the opportunity to, to have a stay where nothing's ever been used before. And so it was really nice that she is also a short-term rental operator. So I feel like there's some empathy for the process and understanding there. But I guess you won't it's know. It's interesting with the short-term rental operators. Like sometimes the there arbitra- is empathy. The arbitrage or the, oh, the lack of empathy, yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's empathy and then there's, sometimes there's like, you know, like high expectations. Yeah, I could see that. Like, yeah, you know, like, you, oh, yours wasn't very good. You ne- you never know until you get the review, I guess, you right? Really don't. You really don't. You really so, don't. So that's that's my, my first update. And then my second update with the new investment property, um, obviously the goal was to buy it in, you know, what we, you know, I consider that one of the best neighborhoods in our city, which is rad. 
Um, but I had a problem with the city applying for my short-term rental operating, and the official name for that is site development. Is that what yeah, called? site development permit. Site development permit is that you know we have uh, guidance in our current city. No, no ordinances or laws on paper, even though they're being talked about right well, there, now. There is an ordinance, but this new yeah. component. So new yeah, line item is, new, there's, is, yeah, a is couple, guidance. A couple new line items that are quote. being proposed that are current guidance uh, but aren't law is that that for for a density standpoint, um, you know, there's been a few streets in our city that have been oversaturated. It's created somewhat of a uh, some drama uh, with the public that's got up to the city council. But the the net net is. They want to fix a density problem by putting – you can't have this, uh, another short-term rental on 1,000 feet on the same street. And then the second one that I had to overcome was from property line to property line, 300 feet away in circumference from, from any other short-term rental operation. And so I don't know how much I got into my justification letter I wrote, but I took a very business approach like I, I did to get to acquire the house. I put together a full investment deck for the seller. And I did homework at the city about her property, and I put together what I thought the improvements were. I, I looked at it as a business deal to close, right? You know, I, I think it definitely, uh, particularly because there is, um, you know, some leeway right now yeah. until the new code is actually part of the ordinance. Yep. And that's actually memorialized. Yeah. Um, until that happens, there's definitely some leeway there, mm -hmm. you know, from the from staff yeah you know the the city staff that you're interacting with and planning to make those decisions and so i think the fact that you know you took the time yeah. to write a letter mm -hmm. you went down there how many times oh i've probably been down there 10 times so 10 times they've yeah. they've seen your face they yeah. probably know your name yeah like you've you know uh, i'm sure you know communicated yourself in a respectful you know, Bro, kind yep. manner, mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot of the issues that have happened yeah. around short-term rentals are due to like bad unengaged operators. Yep. Right. Yeah. And mostly people who actually haven't even gone through the process of getting a permit, they're operating illegally. Oh yeah. Right. And the city's just not done a great job with enforcement. And so because you're kind of showing, I'm trying to model, right. You know, yeah. I am yeah. an engaged operator. I do care. I am respectable. Mm -hmm. You know, I can communicate. I'm going to follow the rules. I've done my research. Yeah. I've put together, you know, a, a pitch yeah. as to why I think this is like legitimate. And I, I think all of those factors for sure definitely played a part yeah, um, I'm not... in them being willing to accept you. And I feel like that's a theme in my life. Like taking an extra 10% of effort can go a long way. And it's actually the only difference between average and like, Excellent. Like it's only mm -hmm. like this. It's probably less than ten percent difference in any in most things, and yet it's looked at as this extreme thing. Which is like, well, no. Just start with the expectation that you you're gonna try and do ten percent more value in anything. And I mean, I don't know if I got that from my mom or my dad, but you know, hu hustling will get you very far, and then strategy after that you know, gets you even farther. And then you know, I think that finding some sort of passion or angle or love for something will take you to wherever you want to get to. Um, but with the city, it was interesting. Every step along the way I went in there from the day I got the property, uh, was, yeah, you know, they looked at the map. Yeah. You're probably not going to get this. So I wouldn't even apply. I'm like, well, I'm going to apply. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the computer's over there. It's going to cost you 1200 bucks. I'm like, that's steep. What happens if I don't get, I don't get approved. 
well, we're not going to give you your money back. And I'm like, <laughs> let's still do it, right? Let's still do it because what do I have to lose? $1,200. Yeah, 1200 bucks. But I, 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 you had I, more to lose already because you already own the property. But I, I did, but I also had a lot more to gain. Totally. In, in my upside of the property itself, yeah, right? Yeah, you can short-term it. So the, so the risk first reward for me was like, what's 1200 bucks if I can do another fifteen grand a year on it, right? Yeah, Doesn't, it, it, yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's no question. So I did that, um, and then every time I checked in with it, uh, they're like, you know, I probably am going to have to do initial denial. It'll have to go to appeals. I said, I will be appealing this. I just want you to know that if, you, if and when you deny this, I will be going. And I just made it very clear about my intention for the property itself and that I wasn't going to stop, right? And as, as uh, public servants, they're not incented to fight legal battles. The only reason they have an objection now to, to kind of their mindset about it is because the city is getting heat by a very small amount of people that don't want more short-term rental operation in it, right? And so they're, they're being pushed around by kind of the, the waves and the winds and the tides of public opinion about approving short-term rentals in a given area. I don't care about that. But also, too, that's probably suppressed a lot of people doing what I'm doing, which makes mm. me the exception to the rule because they're, they're trying to create a, 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 a theme or they're trying to create a narrative that, hey, this, you know, this is the direction the city's going. It's not law yet, but, hey, don't get your hopes up too much. And I'm like, no, my hopes are up, and I'm going to keep my hopes up. Let's see this thing to the end, and if we get to the end, we'll decide what to do with it. And so um, I kept doing it, and I checked in, and um, – I kept showing up, and then I a lot. I think three days ago, after over two months of of on the beat of this thing, I got the letter to issue, which is the first step of approval in getting a couple other things in place to get approved. So, dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome, and and I think it's it's such a good example and a, a really good point to bring up here. I want to just a little quick tip for the day. Yeah, like. This, this, you know, short-term rental operating real estate mm -hmm. in general, like one of the probably most underrated uh, skills that you can have to be successful in this business is persistence. Yep, I would agree. Um, yeah. Things just aren't easy. Um, if you want to be successful in this business, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to get told no a, not, a, no a lot, yeah. whether that's by a seller. Yep. By a buyer, um, by a contractor, you know, yeah, by by the city, by the city, yeah, um, by your wife. You know, you're gonna <laughs> run into tons of issues yeah. with, you know, online travel agencies. You're gonna run yeah. into issues with guests. You know, you're, you're just gonna run into a lot of issues, yeah. and there's gonna be a lot of hurdles. Oh yeah. And if you don't have the stomach mm -hmm. for it, if you don't have the grit, yeah. for it, this is not for you. This is a gritty game, yeah, and and you got to be ready to 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 hustle. Talk to me, talk me through, because I uh, I would agree with you. Like resourcefulness, the word you used though was persistence. I, I but for I think it's for me, creativity is a is very much a part of being persistent. And it's a big part of it, and, and I think a lot of people that whether they think they're creative or they are creative, engaging. Thinking outside the box or just changing where you're at on the problem to look at it from a different point. And sometimes that means bringing in our friends to be like, hey, I think I'm right here and I have vision for this detached garage. Can you come in and validate this? It's reaching out and it's not just settling for a no. I mean, and there's a, there's a saying in, in sales and marketing and business development is like, don't take a no from someone who can't give you a yes. Yeah, and, and I think I may, we may have, 
I may have mentioned this on the podcast. I'm not sure, but but one of our properties that we have up in Mount Shasta is a lodge yeah. that when we went to buy that, it was originally built as an inn. Yep. Uh, so a short-term rental, it was a bar, restaurant, and an inn, right? Yeah. But it was built back in the 50s. Yeah. And then, you know, times change and it got converted mm-hmm. operationally from a usage standpoint into more of an apartment building. Yep. But originally it was an inn. And this is before they even had permits. And so then when we went to the county to see if we could essentially short-term rent it, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at based off zoning, what are the actual usages in there? And originally they, you know, we said, well, you know, this was a hotel, this was a motel, you know, we should be able to operate it as such. And they mm-hmm. said, no. And we kept digging. Yeah. And then they said, no. And then we kept digging. Then we found this thing called the boarding house. And it was in the boarding house that essentially boarding house was a term that when this, when they originally put the zoning into this street, that was one of the usages that applied. Yeah. And so that is actually the most accurate usage of what it was originally built and intended as based off current modern code. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually said, yes. Yeah. And I think they might have just ended up getting tired of us. Yes. I mean, we were, we were down there calling them, writing them, talking to them daily. There's a special place in everyone's heart to be pursued. Even if it's annoyed. Even if you're annoyed, there's a special place, a soft spot. For people to be like, all right, I'll give it, to, I'll give it to you. Stop asking me, right? That, that is like they get tired of it, and they want to appease so they don't have to keep dealing with that conflict. Yeah, and and they're usually just going to start with a no because yeah. that just gets that person off their back. Mm-hmm. Most people will just drop it. Yeah, right at that point. But if you're willing to keep fighting, yeah. if you're willing to keep pushing, yep. and this is, doesn't happen all the time, but eventually you might be able to find an angle. 10, 15 percent, 20 percent. That does work. Yeah. And that might end up being the most, yeah. one of the more significant things that happens to you, particularly on that deal. And it could, and, it, and it's entertaining and fun too if you let it be. It's not hard. It's just like, all right, I'm just going to work, work this in my plan. What I got to do today, I got to go to the city and check on my permit. This is part of what I got to do and, and stay with the process because you're signing up for a whole process, for whether you're burrowing a property, whatever you're doing, like you're signing up for a whole process, and this is part of it. Yeah, and this is definitely, I think this is a really important thing. I mean, persistence in general yep. is important for anybody in this profession, yeah. but especially if you're small, yep. like like the kind of things that Dennis and I are talking about right here, like specifically to like permits, like, and you're hearing us talk about, we spent time on these things. Yeah. If you've got some massive company, you might not have the time yep. to do that. You've got a lot of other things to consider. But when you're smaller, one of the benefits of sm- being smaller is you do have less to worry about, yep. less to manage, mm-hmm. and you can be spend more of your own time on certain components, right? Yep. And, and getting some of these right early on can set you up for success. So yep. Dennis getting this permit, you know, if the city of Reading comes back and, and is likely going to issue a, a new ordinance in the next couple months, yep. that essentially is a a moratorium on new permits in, in this neighborhood you're in mm-hmm. because of the density yep. law. It's basically going to make it so there's no more. Yeah. Um, but you got one. Mm-hmm. You got the last one, essentially. Yeah. And so that's going to set you up indefinitely as long as you own that house. Yep. It's going to be, it's going to make that a great, you know, premier short-term rental. Yeah. In our city. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. It was definitely my win for last week after, you know, a couple months of, really in flux and in question of like, man, is this, I don't mind doing 30 day. I don't, but it's not the highest and best intended use that I, I saw with the property. Sure. So, but we talked about that in a previous episode. 
which is like have multiple exit strategies, have multiple yeah. plans in place. Uh, work, you know, at worst case, you need to, you know, it needs to cover itself and then some. Um, if you're buying a house that you can't 30 day rental rent and make a little money on, you should re reassess what your exit strategies are. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a good step in the right direction. We're not there yet, but um, definitely a a win. And and it's all furnished. Like it's pretty much you know it's there, ready to go. Um, so yeah, it, it, that was definitely my win. So what uh, your update? Your updates. We're 24 minutes into this thing. Yeah. You, we, you you have a pretty big update uh, as far as your portfolio before we jump into scale hacking. Yeah, I uh, closed on a new deal um, with partners of ours. Um, we 1031 exchange a home. We talked about that, uh, that we sold and eventually ended up buying a um, seven unit uh, cabin hotel um, that also has a wedding venue uh, attached to it. Um, originally it was a, a restaurant and a bar that we are uh, converting the usage uh, to a venue event center. Um, so yeah, really fun, um, kind of a new component to the business that we're going to be developing. But the way we're looking at it is, is, is it's, it's just an extension of what we already do, which is essentially we, we rent space um, on a short-term basis. So we rent lodging on a short-term basis. And this event side of things is we rent space uh, for weddings and other events on a short-term basis, right? And so trying to keep ourselves in our lane, you know, I'm a big believer in that, of that in the business world of, you know, staying in your lane, um, uh, you know, not getting, you know, overextended or, or out into another category of, of, of things that you don't necessarily understand or have a high, you know, expertise in, um, um, not to say you can't grow and change in those areas, but, um, you know, we've had success in this short term, you know, rental of space thing. And so staying in that in the venue side is, mm -hmm. is, is definitely the strategy that we're taking. Um, so yeah, really excited about that. We had a quick push. Uh, the property was in really good shape. Um, you know, uh, you know, based off our performer, we believe it sold, you know, significantly under value. Um, the sellers had done a great job on the remodel they did back in 2016, but just had had struggled with their operations and so never quite got it operating up to the, the way they wanted it to, which is why they've been trying to sell it for a few years. Yeah. But it's been on the market for a few years. So the price came way down yeah. to, to where it, where it penciled for us. And there's still some room to grow yep. in that. So yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, the building's awesome. There's some really cool components. Um, you know, seven lodging units, you know, you know, reclaimed hardwood floors, yeah. you know, tongue and groove, you know, vaulted cedar ceilings. You know, we did a bunch of kind of a 10 day push of improvements with a couple new gas fireplaces, you know, some new floating shelves, a couple vanities and updates, updates. Yeah. 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 You know, one unit didn't have a built in kitchenette. So we put that in there, you know, we did a bunch of furnishings and, um, yeah, just kind of tried to vibe it up. We yep. got our pictures. I was, you know, yep. this morning I've been Caught, uploading and rearranging hot. them all. Yeah. And I saw that all uh, the pictures you put on there, they have snow on the ground. Do you update the pictures seasonally? <laughs> no. no, but I, I do try to get, uh, I do try to get a couple I'm different I'm just thinking from a marketing seasons. perspective. I want a marketing perspective, that's all. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do try to get a couple of different seasons in there. Yeah. So like, um, 
like over the years, I've been, you know, trying to get some fall picks, like, yep. you know, when the, the leaves change colors yeah. to get a couple exteriors there, you know, if there's snow, like I was really bummed. I was trying to get a guy up there to do, you know, Mount Shasta. We, we just had got dumped on, you know, yeah. for, you know, not the last week, but for like a month straight and Mount Shasta was like fully white. Yeah. Like completely white. Uh-huh. And I was trying to get like a wedding dress shot yeah, of Mount for Shasta. Sure, for but sure. Well, that, didn't go, work that out. goes back into like perception is reality and expectation setting, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, you know, from uh, like uh, <laughs> I put, I, I thought about putting mountain views on my ADU listing because in my driveway you can see the very peak of Mount Shasta. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like that's an expectation. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful, right? Because that can affect your reviews. You no, know, but I put, like, I put on these. I put Mountain View, like, you know, but, like, from the units, there's a few of the units that actually have views from inside the units. Yeah. But there is one of the most amazing, ripping mountain views yeah. I've seen Around, of yeah. Mount Shasta from the backyard. Yeah. So so I include that yeah. in the listing. Is this your first uh, mixed-use investment? I don't know if that's the right saying, like, com- commercial. Yeah, you know? yeah, possibly, yeah. Um yeah, I, I, kind of officially, yes. Yeah, okay. That has an actual, like, restaurant on site. Yeah. Our, our other lodge up there, we do allow, you know, weddings, like, small weddings. Yep. We don't have an actual, like, indoor, like, facility Did you have to get any, separate. Do you have any, get any additional permits to make it a wedding venue? So this one, no, because it's a... Um, a hotel. We actually called the county and talked to them because it's 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 the permit that we got is a hotel permit. Nice. Uh, it was a restaurant before and a bar. We dropped that part of it because we're not operating it in that way. But as a hotel, we asked, do we need to get some kind of permitting for for weddings? Yeah. And they said no because technically a hotel can have events. Weddings. It's an event. An event center yeah, at it as sure. well. So it kind of fits in the same category. Cool. So. Very we cool. didn't end up needing to get a separate, um, yeah, license for that. I want to go see it. I want to see it, man. Yeah, it's fun. So yeah, we did a quick turn. We had we had our first guest come on Friday. We worked right up until like four o'clock. Some guests came in, and so so talk to me talk to me about that. As far as uh, you know, we're going to talk about you know optimizing for scale a little little bit later here. But the the fact that you've done this now five or six times, you know what to expect in a reno. You knew, you knew your subs, or you knew how to direct your subs as far as what needed to get done. You went in and assessed it all the way through the process. So you were taking notes, like how much of your experience, what, cause I, I don't know, for me, a 10 day push from some signing to renting 10 days seems a bit stressful for me. Right. But I haven't, I haven't gone through a push like this, but because you've done it so many times, how does your perspective change? Do you have any heartburn or anxiety or you knew what needed to be done? You knew you, you knew how to do it and you just went and did it. Talked about your, your mindset. Going yeah, th- this one was, was pretty big too because we weren't just taking with that there's a lot of like back-end different OTAs that they were on that we had to clean up yeah um, you know one of our partners April had to like call all of their guests that were booked for the future after our closing oh, wow. date okay and actually get them convert converted over onto our property management software okay um, so there's a lot of work to do I would say a couple things one uh, yes I we've done it before there's mm. four of us 
and mm-hmm. you know two couples holly yep. and i and, and our partners josh yeah. and april um we've all done this before we all own our our own you know short-term rentals buildings have gone through this process remodeling process a lot yeah um so we've done it before um but having the four of us all like we 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 work really well together as a team and we kind of focus on different areas. Yep. So that was really big, you know, having that, um, everybody had responsibilities that they were managing. So you could kind of focus on what you needed to do Mm -hmm. during this time period. Um, yeah. So, so Josh, who was a contractor before and, um, he, uh, actually ran the, the remodel. So he focused just on the construction side of things mm-hmm. and lining up all the subs. So I could just focus on the units yep. themselves. Um, and I did a, we did a ton of ordering, you know, as we got closer to closing. So mm-hmm. we had a bunch of stuff already in stock mm-hmm. as far as supplies and materials that we needed for both the build and the furnishing. And then I have my whole systems, you know, Holly and Angela like hammered the whole, you know, cleaning side of things, hiring cleaners, yep. figuring out their systems, getting their, you know, the whole, you know, supply room and laundry room organized and stocked and yep. dialed. Um, and we all were just all hands on deck, yeah. you know, for essentially 10 days pushing it, yeah. you know, but it was a, it was an intentional plan. Did we have to do that? No, but we were like, Hey, we want to get these up online again and start making money as quickly as possible. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a, easier push because it wasn't from scratch you know like a lot of my remodels have been way bigger this was more of a cosmetic remodel there's a couple big items you know we stuck in a couple gas stoves and you know had to plumb those in there's a few plumbing you know a few vanity you know a few sinks that were plumbed yeah some electrical work so there was some stuff but we just like had it all lined up you know we had a guy in you know we had a painter in there you know from day one we yep. had the electrician putting in new ceiling fans from day one we had the plumbers in there yeah we had the carpenters in there like you know floating shelves installed like so we just had it lined up and like yeah. josh did a great job of organizing that so then we came behind him mm-hmm. and just started staging units yeah you know i mean you you uh i only bring this up because i i think you dropped your kids off i think we dropped your kids off at school one of those yeah mornings, we had to right? drop our kids off early at your house and, and so it's it's almost like it, it it's not just a team game of you and your subs and your management team but yeah look at that dennis you guys are part of the team too well i i consider myself well it's more so like you create a community of like-minded people and it's it was obviously not a big deal we don't we don't care we love we love you guys and if you need to drop our kids your kids off because you're jetting up to go make money Awesome. Our kids mm-hmm. go to the same school anyway. So it was just like the idea of thinking through you and you and Holly had a plan to to kick off this ten days and then but you still have kids that still need coverage, still need to get to school. Yeah. And and that you do you do need a community of people that understands that, you know, there's give and there's take to every relationship. But I think you guys do a good job of leveraging your network and creating community. And then and then you're not ashamed or afraid to ask every once in a while if you need something for it. And I think that's important, especially if you're building a business or a real estate empire like you are, when you do it, when, when that time comes. And I felt, I don't, I feel honored. I don't feel anything but like, cool, if I can help take kids to school, that's a small ask on our part. I mean, it would so, be kind of awkward if this was the moment you were like, you know, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> I'm a little Whoa, bit bro. offended. Whoa, bro. Whoa, bro. <laughs> like we're on air, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, air it out. Air, <laughs> air the, the dirty laundry. That's, that's the port in the show. It's called air it out. <laughs> No, no, I was just trying to think through like, yeah, it, it, it's logistical, not just for the build or the rebuild of the remodel, but 
dealing with like life stuff in sure. the midst of doing it, right? And so yeah. I, I thought that because I'm like, I think I think you're on your way up to Mount Shasta when we dropped the girls off last week. So yeah, um, cool. But it's been a fun, yeah, it's been a fun push, you know, and it's intense. But I, you also, you know, you thrive. Off, I thrive oh, yeah. off that too. Oh yeah. You just get the juice. You jump into it, man. You know, you drink a bit more coffee that yep. week. Oh yeah. I got into this really weird routine. Like I think it was part of like you know excitement, but also like. Just a lot going on in my mind. Yeah. Like for some reason, that whole period, I would, I started waking up super early, which then made me go to bed really early. Yeah. So I was waking up at like 3 a.m. Yep. And like, you know, I do my whole like morning routine. Like, like I, you know, by the time the, the girls woke up, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd worked out. Firing. You know, I'd, I'd spent some like, did like a quiet time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I took a sauna. <laughs> You know, I did a bunch of work, had breakfast. Sounds super efficient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the the negative thing is like, as soon as I get home yeah. and like eat dinner, I'm like, yeah. It's like, is it seven o'clock yet? Because uh-huh. I'm gonna be asleep uh-huh. here in a minute. Yeah. But I got into this crazy routine where that happened. And fortunately, I've got out of it now. But um, it was it was kind of like a twilight zone a bit, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a nervous energy when there's a when there's something at stake, when the time requirement. I think everyone deals with pressure differently. Um, but it's, I mean, you, sounds like you were hyper efficient and you wanted to be ready to go by 7am to be on the road. Like you had a plan and that's, that's a really interesting. That's the way your, your body responds. I, I think of that, you know, in the negative sense of not being able to sleep because you're too nervously excited for something or worrying about something, but crap, man, if you can get into that zone, do it. Well, I also know that when you're not in build mode, like you're super chill, <laughs> you're the other side of that. Yeah. So. Um, all right, we're we're a little bit in this. We have a couple topics to jump into in the next egg, little bit here. But uh, talk to me about there's there's this idea of economies of scale, and so uh, you know I'm kind of in phase one, one and a half. I'd say you're in phase like three or four of portfolio building, of getting into short term rental operating. Um, but there's you know I know it from a business world of you know from a company that's zero to, to about thirty people. It's all pretty singular, singular level. The, there's not very much complexity. Um, you kind of know who everyone is and what everyone does and kind of everyone's all in it together. And then you hit a, a point of complexity that you need to start going from a generalist to a specialist, right? But in short-term rental operation, you know, depending on, on where people are at and whether it's their full-time gig or a side hustle in that trajectory, like usually I, I still feel like with an ADU at my primary and one short-term rental, I can still manage, I can still keep track of the guests, I can still personally know the cleaners and have them in line, um, ready to go. Like I can cover off on a lot of those things with really two doors. Primary and two doors will eventually turn into three. Talk to me about, as you went into your big build mode in 2000, 2001, uh, when you felt your your economy of scales and the level of- 2020, 2021. 2020, 2021, yeah. 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 Um, I think that's what I said. I we, 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 can, we, can, we can, oh yeah, did I? Way back. <laughs> 2000, 2001. We were in high school. I'm like, <laughs> I, I did start early, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not that early. Yeah, well, talk, talk to me about when, when you actually started to feel the weight of the complexity of having properties that you're managing, properties that you're speculating on and buying, and properties that you had influx renovating all happening at the same time. And when you actually even thought about this idea of tools and systems and processes Versus, yeah, we're just, I'm just going to do everything myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was probably, um, we were about maybe three three properties in. 
Um, and, um, you know, what happened, I mean, those were some bigger builds, yeah. you know, that were taking, I mean, it's still pretty fast in terms of remodel, like three months, mm -hmm. four months. Um, but I'd just be fully, you know, you're immersed. I was fully immersed in those. Yeah. So even, even when we had, you know, two units, you know, I'd be like, Holly, you just got to run these things. Like I'm just out, you know, yeah. I got to just get this next one built, you know, and I'm just like. From, from sunrise to sundown, like just hammering, right? Yeah. Um, and um, that was obviously a heavier lift for her Yeah. too in that yep. um, to, to be running all the guest communications, cleanings, um, you know, dealing with anything that, you know, involved operations yeah. on those properties. And this is before we, you know, we had anybody else working on our team, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it was probably somewhere around like three or four. I don't remember exactly but um units yeah um where you know we used to just have so you started when you start you just really need you know the ota you're on you yeah. know if that's airbnb for a lot of people and ota stands for what online travel agency yep. okay. so online travel agency is the the channel that essentially is is bringing guests in and then they're pushing them to your specific listing right mm -hmm. so that's an airbnb a verbo booking.com yep. that could be expedia group it could be TripAdvisor's doing mm -hmm. this now, Travelocity. Yep. You know, there's, a, there's a bunch of them, right? And every region and area will have certain ones that are, are more prominent, Yeah. right? Like Airbnb is really big here, but if, you know, in the UK, Booking.com is the biggest, you know? Yeah. So it just depends on where you're at, like what market you're in. Um, you know, you can do your research pretty easily. It's, it's, the, it's the names that people are talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, but you can do some research on your area and see what percentage is. Um, each OTA kind of controls yeah. in your market. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I didn't know that Microsoft had a, a, a service like this. I didn't know this because I was, I was going to the Bay Area and I couldn't find anything on Airbnb, anything on Verbo. And, and turns out, it, it, I don't know if it's still is in existence anymore, but it was a listing that you know, two years earlier, this, this short-term rental operator posted, forgot about, had old pricing on, and I found it somehow, and I booked it, right? Booked it through this weird site. I didn't know it. Never used and it was still there? It was still there and they honored the price, right? Oh, wow. So I got a cool, you know, little mountaintop little thing to get away. But um, there's only going to be more and more options moving forward. So Airbnb and Verbo are the first kind of Pepsi and Coke of a whole industry. And underneath short-term rental, there's so much tech. Most of it are tech companies. They're tech companies being built out to support short-term rental operating. It's a whole industry that's really in its first decade of, of infancy, right? I mean, yes and no. I mean, from from kind of the, the mass adoption, yes. Okay. Um, however, I mean, uh, Verbo has been around for a long time. They were kind of one of the OGs, as well as Booking.com as what well, you know, too. Those were some of the like OGs in the short-term rental space. It used to be more vacation rentals, right? So these were more like destination markets. And they've existed for that. Um, Airbnb kind of popularized the anywhere, anytime, any place yeah. model. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think market share will you know continue to fluctuate. Yep. You know, amongst those companies about who performs. I mean, Verbo's been pushing super hard. Yeah. Like in the U.S. market, like over this last year, I mean, I've, they've 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 invested a ton in advertising, mm -hmm. you know, trying to gain market share on Airbnb. So yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, however, you know, 
when you start, you really just need that. And all the tools you need are on there. You can build your listings on there. You know, they have calendars. Yep. If you just have one or two listings and you're only on one channel, yep. that's fine. The first kind of tool that you need, though, is if you decide to be on two channels or you have multiple properties is what's called a property management software. Okay. So PMS. All right. So what a PMS is, and there's tons of them out there. Uh, all the way from very simple ones to extremely extravagant ones. Yeah. Uh, what a property management software does essentially is, is, so say you're on two different channels. Say you're on Airbnb and Verbo. Okay. The property management software is a way to sync those up together. Okay. So one of the number one features it has is is a calendar, a shared calendar. Okay. So it, essentially a synced calendar. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll take, so you connect it, you integrate it mm -hmm. is the term to Airbnb and Verbo yep. are integrated into, connected to your PMS. Okay. And so whenever there's a booking on either one of those, it shares it to the main PMS calendar. And so then it will block it for the other one. Okay. So nice. that's how you don't double book. Nice. Right? Makes sense. So it's a really simple, basic tool you'll need. Another great feature about PMS that we use is uh, uh, messages. Okay. So you have one message inbox in your property management software, and we have all these messages automated throughout the whole guest booking process, probably like 10 or 12 messages that okay. go out um, as far as even pre-booking and post-booking, okay. right? Re all the way to review reminders. So these are automated. You can put on all these custom codes, so it'll like auto-populate you know, the listing title, the city, the guest name, you know, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So you build these out, and then they're all automated. And so you do that once for the PMO and PMS. It, PMS and it applies it to whatever channels and then it pushes to. it to the channel. Cool. Very cool. Um, so there's a number of other features that these have. Those are some of the basics that are really important. And like I said, there's ones from, you know, really basic. When we first started, we actually went with a, a much more robust yeah. PMS uh, called Guesty. Okay. Um, that's a really popular one. Uh, once I started scaling even further. Yeah. Um, they were really expensive on a monthly basis per listing. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up going to, and, and most of the features that they had, we yeah. just weren't using. Yeah. I just didn't really see a need for. Well, and some of that, I mean, technology can be uber complex and they think, you know, they're saying that, you know, is it, is it a, is it a bug or is it a feature? Right. And then the more complex and intricate you can get, you know, you know, you're going to talk a little bit about dynamic pricing tools. Having if then conditional formatting is really valuable if you know how to customize that right sure if you don't it does it proves zero value to the overall return on that investment i don't know if the listeners would care about the type of research you did how many how many uh companies that you reviewed over time because you took a consolidate you took a considerable amount of weeks that i remember and you're like all right i we're hit a point of complexity where it's it's going to require a greater amount of investment to maximize our investment yeah. So, right. so we, yeah, I did a, I did two rounds of research. Yeah. I did one round to start, which is, I ended up choosing guesty. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, you can, there's a ton of blogs out there about this, you know, just looking up, you know, best property management softwares. You can read a bunch of reviews, Yeah. you know, and, and the, the more you're operating, the, the hard part is you don't know what you don't know. Right. So yep. if you've never had a property management software, which was my, my case at that point, yep. I didn't know exactly what I needed mm -hmm. or what I would use. Yeah. And so I made the best guess I could yep. based off the research I did and chose Guesty. 
What I found out though, was they have a lot of stuff that I just don't need and I don't see the value in. Mm -hmm. And, but I was paying for it. So, so then we did another, me and one of my business partners, we did another round of like co-research where we just like, okay, what are the features that matter the most to us? And we put a spreadsheet together. These features, these are the Mm non-negotiables. These are, it'd be great to have this, but these are non-negotiable. And then we, we, we just looked up every PMS there was on the market. Yeah. And so anything that was even close, we did like, you can do like demos with those companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can do calls with them. So we did that and we kind of asked, went through our questions and it became very clear. There was really only one option at the end of it yeah. for us, yeah, yeah. you know, for what we were looking for and everybody's different. Yeah. And, but customization of need is, uh, is the counterpoint to going with whatever people say is the market leader. Just because something has market share, doesn't mean it's right for me. It doesn't mean it's right for my investments. Like what's what you found? Like there's a whole sub interest. There's two sub industries that you didn't apply, which is uh, paying someone to advise you and do a needs analysis about your specifics before you made that selection. That's one a value point that I don't, I, I know is probably out there. The second one that's out there, I'm just I'm just applying what I use in business, sure. it, which is after you've selected one to customize it all ongoing and paying for someone to be that. Uh, the second set of eyes, a uh, consultant to make sure you're optimized. Now you are your own consultant and your own optimizer, but I feel like people, a lot of people don't know how to make that selection based off their needs. They don't even know their needs a lot of the time. Right. And it's hard to know yeah. until you get into it. So you can switch and like they change your needs change. Like, over totally. Time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, so like, for example, so we, we, we ended up going with a company, a smaller company yep. called hospitable. Mm-hmm. And we've had a really good experience with them. Unpaid advertisement right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I love them, but even like uh, my business partner who we made this choice with, yeah. and they have some of their own listings as well. They are now potentially going to change from hospitable to a different PMS oh, really? because of issues they've had. They do some different things with smart locks. I don't do smart locks. Yeah. I do all hard keys. Okay. Um, but they've had some issues with smart locks and some other things with their direct booking that um, has, they've had a lot of bugs. I haven't had a lot of those experiences. Yeah, I've had yeah. a few things here and there, uh, which every PMS is going to have, Yeah. but they might have a different experience. Well, how, how much, how much of that is everyone, you know, I think of key, just the idea of keys. We could probably do a whole episode on hard keys versus soft keys. What is the terminology? Smart keys. Smart keys. And just, it's just like, smart well, locks, yeah. If you're if you're willing to change your one of your core systems to accommodate that, that seems like a major. That sounds a major deal, not a minor. So it's like, are we majoring on the minor? That really depends on how you set up your business, right? Yeah, and and so for me, I mean, uh, we've said it multiple times. I'm a minimalist. I like simplicity. Mm-hmm. I like basic. I I have software where I need it, but I don't want to make things overly complex. Well, a good example of that is. Um, you know, cameras outside, camera systems, security systems, the, most of them that you can buy now and smart locks, they're subscription based. Though these are tech companies that want you to sign up for a monthly subscription and there's a software component to it where you have to log in to get whatever feature you want. But there are options that are standalone, completely contained, closed loop systems that don't require a subscription. Now it's how you set up your system and usually they want to, the cost, the cost feature analysis is like the easier it is, the more they can charge it's going to make your life easier. But at every step along the way, there's going to be multiple options. And sometimes the path of least resistance isn't the best financial business decision. Yeah. And then it's also an operational question. So, you know, one of the reasons I went with keys instead of physical keys, Mm -hmm. instead of smart locks is because like 
things can just happen. Yeah. You know, as advanced as they are. Yep. You know, as smart as they are. Yeah. You know, I get I'm, it. I'm doing quotation marks here. Yeah. Like there's errors and there's bugs and stuff happens. It's, and it's a feature, not a bug. Not and, getting it, not getting into your Airbnb is a feature, not a bug. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I've just, I'm a little old school in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's worked good for us. Okay. Uh, the next, the next, uh, software. So you have dynamic management software. So calendar booking, which is in your PMS. You've also talked a lot about dynamic pricing tools. And is that also part of the PMS or another system you plug into your PMS? So some, yeah. So like dynamic pricing is a, is a category, yeah. right? So like Airbnb will have dynamic pricing yep. like within it. Um, but it's not very good. It's yep. called smart pricing okay. is what they have. Um, and then sometimes your, uh, you know, certain property management softwares will have also a pricing software within them, um, uh, inside the PMS, mm -hmm. uh, it, depending if that's something they offer or not. Okay. Um, but there's a few like key, like dynamic pricing tools that that's what they do. Got it. Like these are, this is their thing. Um, and so we, we looked and we shopped those and we ended up landing with a company called Price Labs. Okay. Um, that I've had a really good experience with. I've really enjoyed them. Unpaid, unpaid advertisement, but, yeah, but I mean, contact us. If I work with you yeah. and you're good. Raving fan. We want to be I'm raving gonna, fans. I'm going to shoot straight. That's so, right. So pr prior to Price Labs, the way I did my pricing mm -hmm. on Airbnb is, is I, you know, I, I, I go to list my unit yep. and I choose a price. I say, all right, 150 bucks a night. Yeah. And it's just 150 bucks a night. Every night, yep. Uh, maybe weekends, I'll be like, "All right, two hundred bucks for the weekends." Yeah, just just as an arbitrary just, number, just shoot, shooting off the hip. I'm just making up. Yeah, uh huh. And and then I adjusted. So then I'd see if I book it, mm -hmm. great. If I don't book it, I might go in there and drop it by twenty bucks. Just all, and then all drop from, it all from feel, all from gut, all from feel, <laughs> all from gut. You know what I'm learning, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm seeing. Totally. You know, yeah. I'm seeing if I'm booking or not. Yeah, right? yeah. And if I keep booking, if I get a bunch of bookings, I'm like, all right. I got to raise the price. So there's a tension here too, because we talk a lot about buying local, knowing your area, having the insight. And there's another thing too, there's no way that we're going to outsmart an algorithm that's analyzing all the data that's coming out of Airbnb, right? So totally. there's a tension here of like, what point do I take it on myself to stay in the loop, in the know, not just a generalist, but a, a specialist and hopefully an expert. Well, and here's the thing with all of these, yeah. like you can have one listing and yeah. get on all of these softwares. Yeah. And you just pay, I mean, so like you get a little bit of a discount, yep. the more listings you have uh -huh. for sure. Yeah. But the ones that I'm going to mention here are all affordable. Yeah. Even with one. Yeah. Next, you know, the next one on the list is cleaning. Software. So, so, but let oh, me, yeah. let oh, me yeah. just, let me go into dynamic yeah, yeah, pricing. Go. So what dynamic pricing is, is really cool. Okay. So it's an algorithm as you say. And so there's a, there's a couple metrics that you go into each listing and you put in. So mm -hmm. the key ones are you put in a base price. Okay. which is kind of like, what's the average price for this listing per year? Mm -hmm. Nightly, right? Okay. And then you put a minimum price, right? What yep. price do I want this to not go below? Okay. What am I willing to not rent it below yep. this number for? And those you can change. So based off wh where your numbers are hitting, you yep. can always go in and adjust those. And I actually go in every Monday and I look at, which I still need to do today. Nice. I look at every one of my units and there's health scores yeah, that smart. they have. And so they are, so what, what they, what this pricing tool is doing, it's mining all the data from Airbnb and Verbo. And so it's, it's local. Yep. So it's looking at all the local, um, listings in your area 
and it's only comparing them against similar listings. So if you have a one bedroom, it's comparing it against one bedroom and studios, mm -hmm. you know, yep. you have a two bedroom, you know, and you can go in and toggle different features. Like say you've got a really nice three bedroom and you think it, this is probably more in the four bedroom yeah. space because it's like a luxury three bedroom. Maybe it's got a pool. You're like, well, I'm going to toggle four bedroom too. Yeah. So you can kind of adjust it okay. and customize it a bit. So you can see like what the highs are, the lows are for that base price in your area, yep. uh, what the average is. Um, and then you can do a ton of different customizations. You can do seasonal customizations. You can do like last minute discounts. You can do far out premiums. It, it's endless. Okay. Like this, this is a whole thing you could spend. I mean, I could spend episodes just talking about dynamic pricing. We might spend episodes talking about <laughs> dynamic pricing. One day. Depend, depending on what the uh, what our audience wants to hear. Sure. I, I geek out into this. Oh, so, yeah. and, and they're great. I mean, a lot of these softwares are really great. Price Labs especially. Like, you can just schedule calls yep. with their account managers and their tech. Yeah. And just be like, hey, let's look at my listings. Yeah. Like, and let's dive in and let's geek out a bit. And there's all these analytic analytics on the back end and you can see how your, your property's performing and then you adjust. So that's why I go in every Monday because mm -hmm. I'm always just like, I want to be in this every week. Yeah. I want to see what's going on. Yeah. I want to see how I'm comparing against my market Yeah. as far as my occupancy, my average rates. Like, so this is a deep, this is like, it, it's deep and not to say it's advanced, but it's almost like from a capacity standpoint. I can only do what I know how to do, and until I until I do what I know how to do long enough, do I feel like I need more? And that's where I, I have a whole lot of experience around calling into tech startups, mm -hmm. and then the experience is different when they're a tech startup versus when they got bought by the bigger and bigger company, right? So your your customer experience can change over time with the relationships that you're paying for, and you have to think of: uh, Do you think of Price Labs and um, and your PMS? as as partners to your business to be successful yeah i think they're they're really helpful and so and so this idea of dealing and and, and maximizing the subscription that you're paying for is a, probably a whole nother episode too yeah and, and even with this i mean there's ways you can just do it sim super simple yep. like you can literally just set it up leave it on all the and put in your base price and minimum price yeah and you touch nothing else yep you know you can just start there yeah and that's where i started yeah. And then you can learn as you go, as you have bandwidth to do. So, so, so it's, you know, dynamic pricing falls within the whole category, which of, which is any short term rentals, which is called revenue management. So revenue right? management there's So there's one last thing we were going to touch up, which I do want to touch on probably next episode of this idea of, uh, the channels versus kind of direct, the direct booking option. That's kind of a new play, but that's not for now. Cause we have to wrap up here, but the last software, that you mentioned that you and Holly kind of uh, experimented with was around cleaning software. Yeah, and so cleaning is a really important one because uh, so cleaning can do a couple things. One, uh, Holly was tracking all of our cleaners along with our bookings just in her Google Calendar, yep. right? But then you know you, you've got a few different listings. Every time a booking comes in, you have to like call somebody, yeah. you know, schedule them, and then put it in your calendar. And then if if the booking changes, then you got to call them back. Yeah, yeah. And so a cleaning software is one that automates all of that for you. Yep. So all of our cleaners are connected to the software. It also can help you find cleaners. Like you put out bids yeah. for new cleaners when you have a new listing. And we found a lot of our cleaners that way. Nice. So it's kind of like a social, yeah, yeah. it's a social component to it as well. But then you put in there all of your checklists. Um, they sign in, you know, they stamp in and stamp out when mm -hmm. they get to the clean. 
They can take pictures of all the cleaning, making sure they did yep. it the way you want it. You can put your staging photos in there. Yeah. Um, and you can even pay them through it, which we do as well. So it's a software where all of that's integrated into it and all the scheduling is done. Nice. So it's just like taking control of, you know, notification, booking people, all of that stuff. You still have to oversee it. Yeah. But it's all in one place. So that was really helpful because we were, you know, I think we had a couple cleans that were missed. Yeah. You know, stuff like that happened. It was like, okay, we got to get this a little bit more systematized. These categories are, I think, are interesting. I think doing maybe some deeper dives into the top three or four options per might be an interesting conversation. Yeah. And maybe even maybe one day getting some representatives from those companies on the pod might be interesting too. Um, yeah, we use Turnover BNB on the soft, on the cleaning software. Yeah, they've been they've been really good. They've got a, a bunch of really good features. But like I said, you don't know what you need yeah. until you do it. And so there's definitely some components to that software. We're like, oh, we really wish it would do this. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's the more you get into it, mm -hmm. you become more of an expert in that field yeah. of understanding what, what would, what would help optimize your business better. Yeah. Right. And giving that feedback too, like as, as a, as a tech company guy for all these years, like tech companies are very agile and they should be very attentive to their customers to create a roadmap of features and functionality that's going to support their users better. And so making sure the systems that you use, if they're software based, Understanding what the uh, the escalation path is to submit feedback and then also follow up on feedback too because you're technically helping these new companies continue to build out these yeah. features for their audience, which is you, right? And so don't forget our value play in their world. Yeah, we're paying them monthly, but at the same time, they want to scale. And the only way to scale is to have an epic product with an epic experience. And part of that is software-based and some of that is receptivity and feedback to the market. So um, – with that, we need to wrap up this episode, but we will be back soon with the next episode. We have a couple really cool stuff coming, including some feedback from the broader partnerships that we deal with and our wives would be interesting. Uh, so we're talking through that as well. But uh, episode 13, booking confirmed. Christian, any last words for the, for the team here, for the audience? Uh, 